Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Now today's session is going to be up in this mid-tier hard intensity, okay? Don't be scared of that word hard. It's just going to be effort. You're going to be maintaining a pace that you're going to have to push in order to maintain it, but it's not going to be so tough that you're not going to feel that you're going to be able to do it, if you understand what I mean, okay? Because what we're doing today is five eight-minute intervals with two minutes rest in between. Now those eight minute intervals, I want you to do them at your 10K stroke rate and your 10K pace, if the 10K is what you're aiming for right now. But basically I'm gonna be doing this at 26 strokes per minute and at 2K plus 10 pace. 2K plus 10 being round about the average of what most people's 10K pace is, all right? God, I hope that makes sense, <laughs> okay? So yeah, intensity is gonna be up there for the eight minutes and you get two minutes rest and eight minutes, two minutes rest, okay? And what it's gonna mean is it's gonna be a good old hard amount of work with the total amount of rowing around about 40 minutes. It's gonna be around about your 10K time, give or take a few minutes. Um, but because of the rest, it's not gonna be like the full on 10K intensity, but you're gonna be spending time up at the pace that you're gonna to need to be rowing at in order to do your 10K, if that's what you're aiming for, okay? Right, so let's get into a four minute warm up to kick all of this off. Now we start off by setting up our machine first. Do this by going to drag factor first, which is operated by the lever on the side of a Concept 2 rowing machine. Now if you don't know about drag factor for Concept 2, then do check out the video I have on the YouTube channel, which gives you an idea of what it is and kind of where I set it, where you might want to set it, etc. I'm at 120 right now for uh, interest. Um, if you're on a different machine, then just set the, the resistance or weight or whatever you have on that machine so that you get a nice feel from the stroke, but it doesn't feel as though you're pulling the moon across the stars, okay? It's not it's meant to be a big, like, huge wrench to get the machine moving. Next up, set the monitor to eye height if you can, so you're not having to look up and not having to look down, which can ruin your posture. And finally, if you can set the height of your foot stretchers, then set it to a point that you're able to get to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically without um, ha having to really force yourself there because they're too set too high or without flying straight past because they're set too low. A good guide for this is that the foot strap goes over the balls of your feet. So start there and then adjust as necessary to make sure that you are comfortable, okay? Right, let's get into this four minute warm up. Now we're gonna do this at 18 strokes per minute and the power is gonna be just to start for the first minute, just enough of a connection from your feet so that you can work on the timing between your feet and your hands, which I am about to explain. But let's just get into it in three, Two, one, and we're off. So don't worry about your actual pace here. All I want you to think about is that as you push your feet into the machine, so push your feet at exactly the same time, that is when the handle connects to whatever your machine uses. So for concept two, that means that as I push with my feet, the handle picks up the flywheel and therefore the force from my feet goes into the flywheel. And that is so important because your legs are the power generators in rowing. So you have to get that power in there and try and get the timing right. If you push too soon, then your backside will scoot away from underneath you and you waste power. If you pull too soon, it's harder to get that pace from your legs into the machine. So you lose power. So get that timing right between a foot press 
and the handle picking up the flywheel. Ideally, in a forward lean, an arm straight at the same time. But we'll talk about that stuff in today's main session. Start to make sure you're increasing your pace now. Up to around about 2k plus 20 pace. So that's your average time to row a 2k time trial divided by four. That gives your average time. And that is your 2k training pace. So 2k plus 20 is your 2k training pace plus 20 seconds. Last stroke. Put one foot on the floor, continue rowing. So we're just one leg strapped in. Hopefully your technique won't fall apart. You just continue rowing, get a little bit better compression because you've only got one leg in. Just don't hyper stretch at the front because of that. Swap feet, next leg. You may notice a change in pace as you swap feet. Then maybe you've got one leg stronger than the other. As long as you're not massively different, it's nothing to worry about. But if you're like 10 seconds different between one leg and the other, something's, <laughs> something's amiss. Okay, both legs in, legs straight. Just roll with your back and arms. So you swing over your back, or over your hips, sorry, and then pull in your arms. So swing, pull, release, and then you swing back forwards again. And that hinge backwards and forwards over your hips really is important to get right, not only for picking up the power, but just that hinge rather than a curl of your back. Right, into the front of the machine with straight arms and a forward lean. And just press out with your legs. Don't have to go too powerful here because what I want you to do is hold this forward lean and arms straight without needing to kind of go into that backwards position. And this way you can work on the timing of your feet and hands and holding that starting position as you drive your feet into the stroke. One more. Don't worry, I'll describe all this stuff in today's session when I start to talk about technique, so don't worry if I race through that. And again, for the 2K training pace thing, if you're like, he went really quick through that, I, that made no sense. It's actually on the description to this video on the YouTube uh, channel. You'll see underneath everything where I say what to do today, there's a big section that says, this is what 2K training pace is, okay? So you can work it out for yourself rather than me trying, <laughs> trying to get it out in 20 seconds during the warm up, okay? Anyway, for the time being, if you don't feel warm enough quite yet for today's session, then keep on doing some light rowing. Maybe pause the video to make sure that you're warm enough to hit the ground running on today's uh, session. Or otherwise, just keep on moving up and down the rail. Make sure to have a quick drink, and I'll describe one more time what it is we're doing today.
Okay, just to recap, what we're doing today is five eight-minute intervals with two minutes rest in between. Now, you're going to do this at around about your 10k stroke rate and your projected 10k pace, which for me today means I'm going to do 26 strokes per minute and 2k plus 10 pace. So if you're unsure what you think your 10k pace is going to be like and you have a 2k training pace to work from, then start at 2k plus 10. And then through this workout, you'll work out whether you're going too fast or, or not, okay? Um, it's just an important one to get it really into your legs, to have that stroke and that run about the range that you'll be doing at and to be holding the pace, but it's not going to absolutely exhaust you as if you were doing this for a straight 40 minutes because of these two minute rests in between, okay? I'll talk all about this during the row, it's fine. Right, my watch keeps on buzzing at me saying, have you stopped? I'm like, no, I've not, st well, I have stopped, but I'm going to continue again. Don't worry, such a nag. So. First one, well, all of them are going to be the same. So run about 26 strokes a minute for me, 2K plus 10 pace or your projected 10K pace, whatever kind of gives you the best workout on today, okay? In three, two, one, go. And depending on how warm you've come out of that warm up, this may take you 10 strokes or so to get into your stroke rate and pace so i'm overcooking pace very slightly right now I need to just settle down into the fact that there's going to be five of these intervals and i'm not trying to row a two kilometer time trial <laughs> over the next eight minutes So I'm aiming for 26 strokes per minute and run about 1 minute 55 per 500 meters. And really, for today's session, because this is a mid-tier workout, I'm just going to try and hold that 155 throughout the entire thing and because as far as the 10k plan is concerned this is session one of week six I'm not going to add in any kind of sprint towards the end of today's workout because I've still got the rest of the week to come and I don't want to do something silly today that then means I've drained my energy system for the rest of the week and trust me I know what this week has in store I often give you the option to have a cheeky sprint at the end of session 5 in a week but unless the session has a 
tendency to not be intense enough for you, then I won't really do it through session one. Okay, we're three minutes in. Hopefully you're hitting your rate and pace with relative comfort. I mean, like I say, this is a mid-tier and therefore hard tempo workout. And I don't want you to be scared of the word hard. You can't expect everything to be easy. You're certainly not going to get faster from easy. You might build a better core foundation system by doing the easier bottom tier workouts. But in order to be able to row faster for longer, eventually you have to take yourself out of that initial comfort zone and add in some intensity. But remember, I'm not saying that this is going to be a killer workout. It's not a top tier max workout. That would be like a 1K time trial or a 2K time trial where at the end of it, you fall off the machine you're gasping for air and you couldn't row another stroke. So even if the intensity of today's session gets up there, it shouldn't actually take you into that top tier max area. It's all about hitting your likely 10k intensity and spending time there exposing your brain and body to what it feels like to row at this pace so that when it eventually does come to stringing all of this together for a proper 10k row because you've been through it like this you're not going to panic you know that you can hold 
this intensity and you don't have to kind of see a 10k time trial as uncharted territory okay one minute to go I realise there's not been one mention of technique yet it's all been about structure and mental tenacity but it's more important at this stage to get that across and then I'll use the next few intervals to do a quick recap who am I kidding it won't be quick <laughs> for technique almost there here we go 10 seconds last stroke all done so I was 155.1 which isn't bad as being I was aiming for 155 Ooh. first interval in there's a chance that your backside's feeling a little bit angry not angry I'm going to have a drink first just a bit used let's say because of holding that amount of intensity pace wise means that you have to push therefore your glutes are getting used and then because you so 26 times 8 8 sixes are 48 all right times 260 that's what, 208 strokes? In fact, I could probably use Ergzone to tell me how many strokes that was. Is it gonna? Ah, 206. So 206 times then your body was rocking backwards and forwards. Your sit bones are rocking over your glutes, okay? Hopefully. So there's a chance that just from that use that they feel a little bit sore. So what to do is just, just ease the seat or ease your seat off the seat and just to change the point where your sit bones are crushing your I say crushing properly your glutes and that'll take relieve that tension okay 15 seconds to go until the next one same pace same rate 11 seconds to go oh four three two one go <sighs> just occurs to me the way in my wee Scottish accent I say 11 that you think of Stranger Things the character whose name is 11 would be totally different if there was a wee Scottish dude turned up and said oh hello right there 11 how you doing <laughs> those things my love Still bleeding from the nose, are you? Right. Less of my nonsense. Let's 
think a bit about the stroke here. So, depending on what kind of rower you are, it may be that 26 strokes a minute feels like quite a high stroke rate and you're maybe having difficulties keeping up. So 26 isn't actually that fast. And the way that you hit these mid to high rates with ease is by having a fluid stroke where the phases of the stroke feed into each other and help move your body backwards and forwards as you row and at risk of starting on the wrong end of the stroke a lot of this comes down to what you do with the handle as you finish each rowing stroke because you should all agree that at the back of the stroke you should finish by pulling the handle in to your body but the important part is what you do next and that is to send the handle straight back out again at the same pace you brought it in at now it's a real common thing that I see is people getting into the finish pulling the handle into their chest and then for some reason they decide to hold it Let's get my rhythm back up again. And you really don't want to do that in terms of the fluid recycled momentum of your body. Because we'll do a test if I remember in the rest period about what your body wants to do as you pull the handle in because you pull in your body the muscles and the ligaments it wants to spring your arms back forwards again like a rebound so you pull it into your chest 
your body spring wants to bounce that out again and then if you just control that at the same pace you brought it in at you send it back out at you're recycling your body's natural momentum to start the recovery for the next stroke almost for free because you're not having to start from a dead stop and so as the handle comes forwards your upper body should tilt over your hips hinge forwards and then at the point when your hands pass your knees your body will be in the right position so that all you have to do is bend your knees and you will effortlessly slide towards the front of the machine in the perfect position to start the next stroke and all of that return is kicked off with the return of the handle and your body wanting to bounce it rebound it after pulling in so if you can get that good rhythm and I mean rhythm so in out in out you're not throwing the handle away in a real jerky stiff motion you're letting it bounce and straight bounce straight and that really will help with your stroke rate okay three two one Ooh. who knew there were seven minutes of chat about just the bouncing recovery of your arms but have a drink Oh. and now just sit up on your sit bones on your seat like this and then just pretend you're pulling the handle into your chest and you'll feel your, your arms don't just hang back there 
if you pull in with a sense of power, as your lats engage and tighten, and your pecs engage and tighten. It's almost your pecs, because they're tight, then pull your arms forward again. So they just bounce. You don't have to do anything, just pull and you'll find just that bounce there automatically takes you back into this forwards position. And then all you have to do is continue that momentum. I'm not saying that you finish and that rebound automatically gets your arms out straight again, but what it does is it triggers that move. It starts it without you having to, if you finish into your chest and stop, you then have to push your arms out um, forcefully by yourself, where you get free motion from here to here, just through the bounce of your muscles and tendons and things. Right, wiggle your backside if you're uncomfortable. Next interval's in 12 seconds. 11, 10. Okay, make sure you're happy. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So it is worthwhile spending time doing that little exercise to prove to yourself that that whole concept of pausing at the back of the stroke during a main session is, dare I say it, wrong. You want everything to feed into itself. Each phase helps the next phase. And yes, there's a drill where you row and you pause at the back of the stroke in order to analyze what's going on with your stroke. You can, uh, you pause back there and then you think about, right, what are my arms doing? What's my posture like? What about my wrists? All that stuff. But that's a drill. It's not one that you take into a session like this, where, frankly, in order for these sessions to be at the level they're meant to be, you need to make sure that you have good stroke efficiency. And what I mean by that is that you're not wasting power or worse, using energy where you don't need to be. So that's the real case in point is that if you pause at the back of the stroke, not only are you missing that bounce of the arms in order to return the handle, but even just that one second 
that you hold it for back there. As you tense to hold your body in that position. There's a needless waste of energy in order to brace and hold. You don't really ever in the stroke want to stop and brace or tense up. Let the bracing be about as you start the stroke and your core braces briefly at the back of the stroke as you come in to a finish because if you didn't brace your abs momentarily at the back of the stroke you'd fall off the machine at the same time as you come into the back you want to make sure that you've got all of the power going into the machine and you're not soaking it up and wasting it by stopping yourself short and tugging on the foot straps with your feet. Once you get up to this stroke rate, there's an element of securing yourself by touching your feet to the foot straps. But I'm not tugging myself to a stop and I'm certainly not pulling myself forwards by flicking my feet up against the foot straps. Uh, stopping myself short by not getting my legs all the way down and flicking the foot straps with my toes. If I stop short, like here, so I'm like three quarters leg drive, that means I'm missing out on leg drive that could be going into the machine and add to that that as you pull against the foot straps either to stop yourself at the back of the stroke or 
to tug yourself forwards because you don't need to do that you're using muscle power that you don't need to so that shin muscle that you need to engage to pull yourself forwards really doesn't need to be used in rowing so you're again burning energy that you don't need to but worse than that is what it does to your posture remember hands past knees and then bend them if you tug on the foot straps the opposite happens and your knees pop up right two last one <sighs> have a drink and I'll quickly show you that again three down two to go that's us well over the peak of the mountain drink so whew. if you do stroke normally you come in finish handle hands away rock over your body bend your knees and you just slide in instantly in that right position to start the next stroke which I'll discuss in the next interval if you tug on the foot straps finish tug your knees come up before your hands are over and look at what's happened to my posture I'm rolling forwards while I'm leaning <laughs> leaning backwards so I want to be going like this as I come forwards but when I tug on the foot straps suddenly just the force rolls your hips back everything tucks under your tailbone goes underneath you your sit bones are really crushing your glutes at this point because they're rolling over them like they're kneading bread and then you come forwards and suddenly you have to roll forwards again kneading the bread of your backside again in order to get forwards so you come under and you go go wait and that way you then launch way too deep into the front of the machine all of which leaks power, wastes power, and can cause injury. Okay, 11 seconds to go. I'm sorry to do the 11 count now because of the Stranger Things comment. Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. Continuing 10K rate, 10K pace. I'm really hoping now that we're into interval four that you see what I'm on about in terms of the intensity of this row that it takes you up there it's not a walk in the park you have to put in some effort to hold your pace but you kind of hit an equilibrium of intensity which you just 
stay at. And that's the tempo part of saying this is a hard tempo row. Ensure as you reach the last minute or so of each interval, that intensity and your heart rate and stuff may start to increase away from that equilibrium tempo but you then get a two minute rest to let your body recover and reset ready for the next one and sure the next one might see you break out of that tempo equilibrium a bit quicker but because you know you're about to finish and then get a two minute recovery it's a lot easier to just just keep rowing and so what you're telling your brain from a training perspective is that you're perfectly comfortable rowing at 26 strokes a minute and 2k plus 10 pace or whatever your 10k rate and paces so that then when it comes to doing a proper 10k time trial and you're holding this for a much longer duration in a one you're at least comfortable at this pace mentally your brain just remembers oh, that's alright I'm okay at this intensity I've done it before so you're kind of faking out your brain right hopefully all this said you are still managing to hold rate and pace as we get into the last half of this interval and the next interval because we've now been rowing for almost half an hour have we? one, two, three, yeah there's just a chance that even if the intensity is okay body fatigue can start to set in and usually 
it's your posture and body positions that are compromised first as fatigue sets in which is why I've left that part of today's on the ERG lecture until now so posture you want to make sure that you're always just hinging over your hips so you hinge forwards up on your sit bones into a one o'clock tilt into the front of the machine and then as you come to the back of the stroke you keep your sit bones connected but you tilt and rock over your hips into a backwards lean to 11 o'clock and that's all you do for your back if you can think about just tilting forwards backwards forwards backwards forwards over your hips up on your sit bones then you'll have that powerful back working for you and so you hold that forward lean at the front of the stroke as you push your feet into the machine maintain that forward lean until your legs are about halfway through their leg drive and that is when you finally swing over your hips into the backward lean and that lets you add in power from your back instead of swinging too soon and wasting that power from your back and fighting with the power from your legs Ooh, two more one more <sighs> doing well or I hope you are obviously I'm not there so I'm just hoping you're doing well <laughs> so into the front of the machine forward lean drive legs are about halfway then you swing and then finish your legs and then we've already said hands away rock back over into the front push swing finish if you come into the front and swing before you connect with your legs then the power that you can generate 
from just doing that, it's gone. And that's like 25% of power you could be putting into the machine. So try to push with the legs, swing the back, and then your legs kind of finish down, then your back finishes its swing. And then as, as you start the swing, that's when you pull in your hands. So then your back finishes, and then an instant later your hands finish. So really, your legs come down, your back finishes, your arms finish. But it's like boom, boom, boom. It's really quick. It's not like a three-step process because you're getting the power in to go woof, woof, woof. Woof, woof, woof. Okay, obviously I'm leaning back too far there. That is a good ab work, though must be said. Just doing that. Ooh, ooh. Right, 15 seconds to go. I'm gonna try and squeeze in a quick drink. Last one coming up in six seconds. Let's talk arms in three, two, one, go. Let's get right back up to rate and pace. Now I've kind of flipped today's technique chat on its head really. Because usually I start all of this off by saying that the rowing motion is a pushing with the legs motion. It is not a pulling with the arms motion. But because I always start that way, I thought I'd change it today. So, apologies if 33 minutes into this time spent rowing that suddenly becomes news to you but you're not actively pulling on the handle until here right at the back of the stroke the rest of the stroke your arm should be straight. You don't want to bend your elbows and pull against the handle right at the front. You want to leave it until the back of the stroke. Let your legs connect first and put in their power and then as they begin to fade that's when you swing over your back and then you top up the last of the fading power by pulling in your arms. So, as you come in to the front of the stroke, arms 
straight, but relaxed. I don't want to see muscles rippling because you're so tense. Keep those shoulders loose and out of your ears. You know, like this. Shrugging her. Nice and relaxed. Like a relaxed zombie. If it helps, do a small outward rotation of your elbows, pointing them slightly towards the ground. That will help to relax them, especially through the shoulders. And it will also help you to engage your lats as you take the stroke. And that's the point, is that as you push with the legs, you want that power to go up through your back, through your straight arms, and into the handle without your back or your arms interfering with that power. So other things you can do is make sure your fingers are hooked over the handle. You don't want a death grip on the rowing machine handle. Just hooked so that as you push with the legs, that force goes through your arms, through your wrists, into your hands, and then the force transfers from that connection between your fingers and the handle to then go in to the chain or belt to then go into the flywheel or water wheel or magnet So try and keep nice and loose and then as you push you brace your core and your arms against the power holding straight arms and a forward lean. Handle height at the start, nice and neutral. You may see a piece of red tape on the throat of the machine in front of me. 
that's my guide for my preferred chain height as I start the drive and ideally you want the chain to follow pretty much a straight line back and forwards so finishing around sternum height and then straight back out you may have seen folks finish up at their throat that shifts the power into your forearms and can cause injury if not very tired arms too soon or you may see people drop the handle at the finish which isn't bad but it can lead to you flipping that back oh we're almost there two one more <laughs> that was a bit of a sudden finish sorry <laughs> should have counted you into that one but yeah really quickly you'll see mostly on the water rowers we'll come back and then they'll push the handle down into the front then they'll lift the handle down so it's down up down up I'm over exaggerating this is the motion which you need to do in order to get the oar in and out the water in a real boat the only water I see here is in my water bottle and strewn across, across the floor so you don't need to think about an oar and what happens is as, as you go down if you've gone too far down you over lean into the front and because the handle's so low in order to do that lift up you end up wasting that backswing kind of going back and then pushing so again on the water rowers don't do that because they're they are well practiced into this and plus I'm over exaggerating it's more of a kind of a in down in it's like a scraping and an oval shape but if you're a not rowing in the water and b not used to rowing with good technique and holding that forward lean as you drive then don't bring in the the, the concept of a of a tap down into your into your lap quite yet it can help with rhythm I'll, I'll admit to that so I'm, I'm not ignoring you I'm just loading up a two minute cooldown um, it can help with your rhythm to finish especially with that bounce I'm saying of the arms because you're coming in that nice flowing oval pattern so that's kind of why it's it's a great idea from a rhythm point of view but the danger is the pushing down can collapse your posture that said I'd much rather see someone come out have a tap down come into the front and to see these folks that kind of come in they finish like don't even see it like this so they pull in the handles up at their throat and they do this kind of flick in with the hands I don't know whether that's meant to add in another what or two anyway let's do the cool down there's no point in me talking uh, 18 strokes a minute around about 2k plus 20 to 30 pace just to let yourself cool down in three two one go but yeah I'd much rather see that kind of tap down and up even though it causes a slight back brace so a break rather see that 
than people that finish really deep, handle up at the chin, and then they have to do something weird in order to get themselves forwards and whatever. They don't have that bounce of the arms of which what I spoke about. I just think you have to be super powerful both in the core and in your arms to be able to maintain that kind of stroke over like a 10k, like today's idea of it being based on a 10k row. So do we say 206 strokes per interval? So that was five, 1,030 strokes that I would have taken, maybe give or take a few. So if I've done 1,030 times in that real deep layback, and then having to force himself forwards. If I didn't have a super cool, amazing six pack, not I'm saying I have that, I mean, as in, if, I, if I was a powerful rower with a super cool, amazing six pack, then um, I might be able to handle doing a thousand deep layback, <laughs> things like that. But even demonstrating it at this pace and rate, doing that deep, I can feel the muscles, the psoas muscles in my lower back, and the L2, the spine, can feel them going, eh, excuse me, could you not do that again? That was, that was no good. That wasn't very good. Got a very Scottish lower back. Oh mate, gonna no day that. That pure hurt, by the way. Oh, sounds a little bit like Billy Connolly. Right there. Let's go down the street and see what's going on with your lower back. Hey, it's no good. It was... <laughs> Where's he gone? <laughs> come back to us, John, come back to us. All right, so that's all I'm saying, is that um, the way I describe technique, by the way, stretch and, or carry on rowing, cooling down or whatever, while well, I'm just talking for the next week, but um, the way I describe how to row is based on it being the, the safest in terms of injury prevention, the most efficient in terms of how you get the power in and out and whatever. This idea of driving out a real deep layback and then like kind of yanking and finishing up at the top can add in loads of power. If only for the fact that you are elongating your stroke length by bringing it up here and leaning all the way back, okay? So there is an element that doing that can make you roll faster, but then it's mitigated by, well, by two things. One, so when I finish, so I know this is a lecture, but I just wanna, I'm on, I'm on one, I'm on a rrr. When I finish, even though I'm still a little bit too deep, I finish, I bounce, and I'm straight back into it again. So when we're talking about being able to get the rate up, this is okay because I'm not having to do anything weird. I'm just using this cyclical, yeah, cyclical, recycled power from my body. When I go into that, there's an element of needing extra time to come back, extra force here. So I'm wasting, or I'm using up a lot more body energy here by getting into this force and bracing. Then I'm having to, wrench myself up and come forwards again. So to get up to, the way I row, I can go up to like 55, 60 strokes per minute, putting in loads, still putting in, well, loads as in, for, for me, power into the machine. There's no way I could finish like that and get, I mean, this is really as, run about as fast, oh God, what did they do that? <laughs> I should run about as fast as I can get from a, a stroke rate. So you then therefore can't, or at least I can't row at, at as high a stroke rate um, in order to get the pace in. So yes, I'm getting a little bit more length, but if I can only do that at 40 strokes a minute versus 60 strokes a minute that I can do with my better, 
uh, there comes the emails, with my more efficient way of moving backwards and forwards. And I think I'm going to go faster my way than doing this thing at the back. And then the second part to this is that by doing that, you're more likely to get yourself injured. So yes, you can, you can be powerful, you can put in loads and loads of power, but then one day suddenly your intercostals go or you or whatever, you get injured and therefore you have to take six weeks off in order for your intercostals to heal and then for you to be able to get back on the machine to train. So actually, yes, you're going fast, but then suddenly you have to take six weeks rest. Then you have to build up to that fast again. Then you have to take six weeks rest. Whereas I just power along <laughs> my, my kind of meh the whole time where I'm then able to kind of slowly increase my pace over, over time. Admittedly, right now I'm coming back from injury myself. So what's, what the heck is he on about? But that's all I'm saying, okay, is that Yes, you can look at these guys and go, you know what, um, that's not a technique that people would recommend, but you can go sub six, so obviously it works, and I'm not going to argue with that. However, there's one guy I know that is a sub six rower that has, that he just can't row anymore because his lower back shot, and as much as he protests that it's not to do with his technique, I, 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 I anyway, I'm not going to speak for him, so. Anyway, that was a bit of a, it's been a bit of a lecture today. I kind of got, got a little bit of a wind behind me in terms of trying to talk about it within these eight-minute chunks. So apologies that I didn't divert into many kind of personal stories or funny bits. Although my wee lower back, whether it's going to need you that, that's at least. Um, so yeah, I do. Sometimes these are entertaining. Sometimes these are informative. <laughs> so, and as we're getting to the sharp end of the 10K plan, um, for those that are doing it, I want to make sure that the things that I'm saying are things that are going to guide you towards being able to row efficiently and quickly and all that kind of stuff in this. So um, I, the days of being a court jester the entire way through these sessions are kind of like getting thinner and thinner because I want to make sure as we get to the end of week eight that you are um, in the right place to be able to do um, a 10K row. So that's really what it comes down to. So um, uh, really all that's left, I think, yeah, uh, is to talk about uh, a hashtag. Now, if you haven't known before, then I always give you some kind of a random hashtag to leave on a YouTube comment or a Facebook comment or a Twitter or Instagram or whatever, uh, just to prove that you got this far through the video, that you actually have been stretching or, or whatever and you've got this far. Um, but apart from, apart from my rant about posture, about that kind of um, the, the layback, if I just do that, hashtag layback. I think I, I may have done that before, who knows? But yeah, layback. L-A-Y-B-A-C-K. So use that, because that's what I talked about. That's what my rant at the end was about, was about that safety layback. So um, yeah, so use that just to kind of let me know that you got this far. Do let me know how you how you got on with today's session. I'd, that's another one that I absolutely love. I think I could just power away at that one because of those two minute rests are just so, they're like a little gift at the end of a bit of hard work and then you do the next one. So there's, there's nothing to hate about that session because you get that recovery. It's not like you get through it and then you, you go, um, oh, I'm absolutely tired. This is really, oh. You get to the end of it being tough and then you get two minute rest and then you get to tell them. So it's, it's fantastic. Some of these sessions that we've come across um, the past couple of weeks, I've absolutely loved doing with you because they're just so good and I can feel myself getting stronger and fitter and, and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully you are too, all right? So that's the end of my spiel. Thank you so much for coming along and rowing along with me. Um, do make sure and leave me comments, say hello, let me know how you're getting on, and I will see you in the next one, whether that is the 10K week six session two, or whether it's just another random video that you've picked out of my library. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in that and hearing how you get on. Do look after yourself, stay safe, be well, and bye-bye.